Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever works for you guys when you're listening to this. My name is Arvind and welcome to episode number 16 of the Three Man's Own Podcast, where three mans from Toronto give you the hottest takes on the NBA and of course, our hometown team, the Toronto Raptors, and Kyle Lowry's never leaving the Raptors because he's a Raptors legend and we can go on and on, but I just had to throw that in there right away. Anyways, um, it's been warming up here in Canada, so we're excited for that. Uh, but if you want some more NBA content and things of that nature, please do go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at 3manzone on Twitter and Instagram where we have some fun clips, fun tweets, all that fun stuff. Um, but anyways, we got the full squad today to talk about a lot of a lot of news that's been happening in the NBA. So Sal, hello. Hey, hey yo, Calari, I know, I know you're listening to this. Another triple-double. Get that trade value up so we can get some nice back. That's what I'm saying, oh right? What's up, everybody? You know, what's up, what's up, what's like up? You know what? I was, I was, yeah, we'll talk about this later. I was, it's, 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 it's sentimental. It hurt me emotionally. Anyways, Nash, what's up, bro? How you doing? What's up, Beanie bro? man. You know, honestly, I'm gonna call you, you know, beanie I man. Have, beanie man. Yeah. I've been wearing a beanie, beanie for man. a year straight. Anyways, Thanks. in regards to Lowry, man, I, I saw him and I agree with you, but like, I just don't want to see that booty go anywhere else. To have another team rock those shorts and have that booty yeah, on their God. side. Ooh. I can't, man. Uh, I just can't. No, because uh, a, a, a big rap- reason of why a big reason of why we're winning is because of the fact that opponents are distracted by his booty, and now we're gonna be on the other side. It's crazy. It's gonna be a sad day. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's gonna be so sad. <laughs> sad day. Uh, but speaking of Raptors, uh, let's kick off with the uh, Raptor zone. had on sunday against philly the first of a back-to-back home split we won that game 110 103 what'd you guys make of it it i feel like you know beating the number one seed it just we have a tendency to step up against the best teams and that was just one of those games right so uh, we're talking about the victory right yeah the first one it was it was a bad first one yeah so the first one yeah we have a tendency to show up against big teams and that was such a good win that was a good Mm -hmm. solid raptors win it was, was a such fun a good game, game. and because yeah. um, because they were losing and they came from behind in the fourth quarter to catch up. Um, a couple of things for me. One, kind of what I mentioned last couple of episodes. I get mad nervous when Raptors come up against a big center because we have not a big center. We just have a center with a big beard, and that's all we have. So anytime <laughs> we come up against a center that's that's big and knows what they're doing, they kind of feast on us. And and actually, Embiid had a good game. Embiid had a great game for that matter, right? I think he had like 25-15 or something like that. I don't, I don't know what his exact stat 25-17. Yeah, like he, but he had a great game. But 14 free throws. And that's his game. And, and th- that was going to be my second point about this. My biggest issue with Embiid for years now is his first three and a half quarters, the dude plays so well and baiting fouls works for him. He'll do the whole bump, bump, lean in and he just throws up a wacky shot. And that works. That always works. And that's going to work for the first three quarters. And that's how he gets to the line so often. Doesn't work in the fourth quarter. Doesn't work at the end of the game. And doesn't work in the playoffs. And that's exactly what happened this time. He does that stupid little one bump, two bump, and just leans in and chucks a shot up. Even though a guy, the guy who's guarding him is 6'9". I always told him, yo, go up for a hook shot. You're going to do better. And that's what kind of bit him in the ass this game, too. And if, mm-hmm. if Sixers don't fix that, if Embiid doesn't fix that, man... I don't care if the first seed, they're not beating anyone in the playoffs. And honestly, in my opinion, um, overall with that game, I was really impressed with, on the Raptors' side, Siakam. I felt like he was really aggressive. 
Um, especially going into the paint, knowing Embiid was there. Um, but speak speaking of the rest of the Philly team, I just felt like uh, Simmons and Embiid keep getting like foul calls, right? Like even the softest ticky tack fouls, they come in and they're shooting. I mean, let's see what the free throw differential was like, thirty five to eighteen. That's basically double, right? And you can argue, yeah, Philly plays that type of style where like you know you have to really try your best to like you know guard them really closely and you end up fouling a lot. But I don't know, man. Like Embiid shot six of twenty. Right, and he still was twenty five seventeen from the uh, twenty five points. So, I felt like one of those games where like I don't know if it's Embiid, but he's a guy like even if you guard him really well, he'll still get those calls, and then he'll end up having a great game because of that, and then make this like, a closer game than it really should have been. So, I'm glad we won, but uh, I don't know Philly. I feel like they keep getting like the the calls and all that stuff. You know? they, they will, they will, because that's that's the type of team they are, right? Like you always talked about the Warriors, they live and die by the three pointer. Philly kind of lives and dies by the free throw, especially Embiid does. And that's why I'm, I've am i always had reservations about them in the playoffs. That's why the Celtics always beat their ass because they had guys yeah. that didn't need to rely on that. They can create their shot off the dribble, hit those tough baskets when they need them. Philly, Philly, you know, they really have to rely on Tobias Harris to be that guy. Harris had a bad game. I mean, he's had a great season. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Harris has been awesome this season, but he had a bad game. And that's why you struggle in the fourth quarter. Who's there to create a shot? Right, if if, if mm-hmm. Harris isn't going, that's why Jimmy Butler was such a perfect player for them. But that just didn't work out either. So I can't, you know, I can't believe they had Jimmy Butler, bro. Like, and to take the to fact think that, that we yeah. beat that team. Oh my god, we, yeah. ba- we yo, I yeah, I think barely, yeah. that Sixers team is gonna go forgotten in NBA history because they were one shot away from beating us, and defensively they were the best team in the league in my opinion. Right, defensively oh, yeah, they were sure. so awesome. One so shot long. from beating us. They clamped up our whole team. Van Vliet scored 12 mm-hmm. points that whole series. Right? Yeah. Danny Green could have hit a shot. Kawhi single-handedly saved her ass. But I, mm-hmm. I truly believe they would have went on to beat the Bucks, just because the Bucks issues would have been the same with or without who, who was if it was Raptors or six didn't matter. And they had a real shot of winning the title that year. I think they're gonna they're, they've forgotten, but they had a real shot. They had a real shot. Listen, I've been I've been giving I've given this a lot of thought. Yes, I think they. They matched up against us really well, but I don't think they would have made it to the finals because our three-point shooting against the Bucks later on just caught fire. That's the only way we beat the Bucks. Like Freddie was on like another zone, yeah. and honestly, they didn't have three-point shooters. They had big bodies, but so does Milwaukee, right? But, but it was it was that defensively they matched up against uh, Milwaukee so well by having that paint beast in the middle and having wing bodies to throw at them they they had all the defensive tools to kind of slow down yeah i'm not saying they would have i'm just saying if i was a betting man if i was a betting man i you know i might have gone with the sixers i I just think they matched up really well against all the teams when it came to that playoff scenario when the game slowed down they had they had the right guys and i'm I'm not saying they would i think you're absolutely right raptors had some things that philly didn't that helped us beat the books and that might have been the difference maker right i don't know but i think that sixers team needed more praise Sal, they, they had the right guys we had the fun guy that's uh, that's all there is to it we, we, we just needed that guy we we had being the keyword <laughs> you're, you're doing okay nash i miss i've already cried myself out you know uh, i guys, miss you bro <laughs> special episode coming soon Kawhi leonard therapy session we're gonna go over like how we're bro, feeling I'm still not over it, bro. I'm still not over like, it. Every yo, time I talk about it, I don't know if you guys know this, that. but like when Kawhi signed with the Clippers, I was like literally, I got off a plane 
and I was in like Italy, right? And that was like my Europe tr Euro trip that I was getting ready for. And I was hoping he'd resign and I'd just be, you know, even more joyful throughout my trip. But, yo, Mans was depressed <laughs> for like a oh, whole no. trip. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, I keep getting updates. And I'm like, oh shit, we signed Stanley Johnson. Fucking even more depressed, bro. I was like, who are we going to, who's well, our replacement going to be? When I talk to people who don't like watch sports, not even sports, who don't even watch basketball. And I try to explain these emotions to them. They don't get it. They think I'm weird. But I'm just like, y'all don't understand th how the what happens with the Raptors affects my day-to-day -day emotions, affects my yeah, uh, yeah. W w how I feel <laughs> for the next week. It's it's kind of crazy. It's oh, packed, like, hundred percent, especially in the playoffs. Like I can have a terrible day, but if the Raptors win, everything's fine in life. You know, it's cool. It yeah, is what it is. For sure. I mean, like with that year itself, it was like Kawhi was just something different, right? I've never never got to appreciate a Raptors player that was that good. Right, and to know that he didn't feel the same way about the team was like sad, you know. It's the confidence he gave us. It was like because yeah. every year before, no matter how well we did, it would be LeBron, and I'd just be like, "Man, I don't care if we won seventy games that season, and LeBron barely made the playoffs. I just wouldn't feel confident going against LeBron." But then we had Kawhi, and it's like, well, mm -hmm. well we have <laughs> the guy we used to be afraid of. How how everyone used to, we have a guy that other teams are afraid of. It was the first, yeah. time, first time ever, first time ever yeah. that that we had a guy that other people feared. So it was that confidence no. that he gave us. And we don't have that anymore. <laughs> That's what I that mean. We're a good was, team. We don't have that, that anymore. That year was everything, man. We had, obviously, all the quiet highlights, the funny stuff he did. We had the Daniel Green podcast. We had Serge Ibaka cooking show. So much content was existed in Raptors land. And now we have, like, we're not even fucking playing no, in no, Toronto. No. We're feeling like, too much. We're feeling too far much. No, no, no. It's too early in the season to do this. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Guys. Okay. Okay. Wait. Let's but, move on. Not even all star break yet. Next, <laughs> next, next Phillies game. We lost 109-102. Uh, what do you guys make of that one? Listen, I am not the one to kind of celebrate moral victories and uh, talk about losses, but this game, I am. I was happier watching this game than the win. Because did you guys watch that fourth quarter? That's what I yeah. was gonna say. We just wouldn't give up bro we were down like two minutes even i was like you know what i'm gonna go back and start doing my assignment i'm gonna get to work but these guys just wouldn't give up they were playing defense they cut it close and i think there was a point when the cameras went to the sixers bench they were laughing they mm. were just thinking to themselves we just thought we were going home but this team just won't quit it was so much fun to watch bro and it got to the point my yeah. roommates and i were watching it and we just said you know what if the raptors do win this game we're gonna get fucked up tonight because it was like improbable yeah. for them to win and the raptors gave themselves a, gave themselves a good chance do you guys remember that og inbound play where oh, yeah. he stepped out if he got that mm -hmm. to a raptor player it was a two possession game oh, if we hit a three man. that's a game with 30 seconds left so that's, that's shout, crazy. All, all i'm saying is at the start of the season we were complaining that the raptors are not playing hard enough that's not been the case now we play hard we show up we had i think Embiid was playing terrible that game he was like eight he had yeah. 18 points but multiple free throws we shot him down as well. The Raps are a fun team to watch when they play like that. And some nights the shots mm -hmm. are not going to fall. And that's all it was. It, it's know. that fourth quarter issue that I talk about the Sixers. It, it, it was the same story in the first game as the second game. It's just in the second game, we didn't have as much cushion to fall back on. But hey, look, Philly was playing at home. I don't want to make excuses, but I, I just get more confident watching this. Because these are the type of games that show you how Raptors are going to play in the playoffs. You know, it, it, mm -hmm. that fourth quarter is a representation of what kind of basketball we're going to be playing in the fourth quarter, right? So that gives me a little bit of confidence, sh seeing the type of shots these guys were making, the type of defense they were playing. So 
Raptors. Well, I 100% agree with the Arvin. I know it's an L, but these two games against the Sixers, I've never been more confident about the Raptors. They yeah. showed me how good they are. Because on paper, th- that team has two All-Stars. Right? Like yeah. th- On paper, they're so much better, and we were right there up with them, and we beat them two four, cor- four quarters in a row. We and beat them we did crunch time basketball. And we didn't have Lowry, too. Right? So we were playing oh. without our borderline All-Star, right? So... Um, it's one of those things where it's like I I loved watching these games because it kind of gave me a picture of like what the team might be like without Lowry potentially, right? And I'm sure obviously if you trade Lowry, you get asset an asset back that you could slot into the lineup. Um, but I mean, I don't. <laughs> I've mentioned in the past how I wanted to trade Lowry and you know get Tyrese Maxey from Philly and all that, but after that Ben Simmons foul on Powell, Philly can go fuck themselves, and I don't want to see Lowry play there anymore. <laughs> I don't bro, want that, that was... team to get Larry's booty, bro. I don't want it. That 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 foul was. It's we've talked about the officiating before. It's just it's just to the point where it's comical, bro. It's I don't how get that one. Uh, he slapped his arm and his momentum pushed him back. Like he could have hurt himself. Seriously, yeah, yeah. hurt himself. He was down. Yeah, he was down. In, in Nothing. The yeah. No Head call, first bro. Into the stanchion. Bullshit, bro. That was such a bullshit call. And then Norm got pissed and Norm got a tech. Like what do you what oh my god it's 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 actually so frustrating but I want to ask you that like what do you guys think about the Lowry rumor so far how's that uh, been playing in your mind what wait, do you guys wait. think B- before happening? I say this I just I just random thought came into my mind but like not it's not really a random thought but 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 I was gonna say something when you brought up Lowry I was gonna call him the goat raptor like he is right oh easily yeah bro. it's like yeah. it's like him or Kawhi right it, but, not but even like Kawhi. it's different it's different I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because Kawhi's done so much in that one season, but but Larry was here from I, I don't know it, it it's weird, but for me it's it's gotta be Kyle Larry, like yeah. like stat. No, Kyle Kyle Larry no uh, like Kawhi is an Instagram uh, Instagram model you want to DM, but Kyle Larry's a girl back back home who's you got take you, home. bro. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyle Larry's a person you take to your family and your mom and stuff, bro. So yeah, yeah, Kyle yeah, yeah, Larry yeah, yeah. all day. You know what I'm saying? Like Kyle Kyle's <laughs> booty puts it over the edge for me. <laughs> oh my god. Bro, you gotta, you gotta real. This guy's gotta, this guy's gotta turn into a Philly fed after this, bro. Trust me. <laughs> but I don't yo, know, man. Like, uh, he's he's from Philly, so I I'm totally understand if he wanted to go there. And I was like, if he wa- if he made it clear, he's like, hey, I am a free agent. I don't plan on re-signing because I'm gonna want too much money. And if you want to trade me anywhere, trade me to Philly. I'd love to make that happen for him. You know, get some assets back. But if that's not the case, I don't want to see him anywhere else. I'd rather keep him on the team. We're the fourth seed right now, so it's not like we're you know in the in the uh, cellar of the Eastern Conference anymore. So, feel like he's gonna be the perfect player to you know win us a couple of rounds, maybe take us to the finals. Yo, if, if we, we win get... a chip this year, no, bro, no, no. <laughs> we're not winning a chip. I'm getting ahead of myself. Wanna, sorry. Let's just let's temper our expectations. You know what I was literally gonna I was gonna interrupt you and say. <laughs> this is what I was gonna say. I was gonna say if we make <laughs> the second round, it's a successful season. <laughs> That's what I was Bruh. gonna say. It is. <laughs> right, that, that oh, yeah, for I, sure, I would for say sure. second round playoffs, and you're out to like Philly or Pacers or someone. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I would count that as a successful season. Mm-hmm. But I want to temper our expectations. I think I think a title ring is. If you if that happens, a few people will be getting very very rich. I just I can't. Hey, all, man, all I'm saying is all I'm saying is I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I believe in wearing masks and stuff. But if the Raptors win a championship this year, bro. Screw COVID. I'm out on these streets, bro. I am out in these streets, bro. I don't care about no lockdown, no COVID. I don't care. None of that, bro. It's got to it's be remember, out here. 
Remember when uh, Nashradamus was on this, right? He mentioned Raptors will be a three seed in the conference, oh, and they're the four seed right now. So yo, right? Shit, yo, that's, maybe yo, we should get him back. Holy get, shit! Get him back on here, and he'll maybe uh, say yeah, something yo, else bro. that might be crazy right now. Oh, but. bro, bro, I, I was I was talking to him the other day. I think I think we might yeah. be able to get him on next week, but he just flew mm. back in and he's doing that whole three day quarantine at the airport. Uh, he's telling me how bullshit yeah, that yeah. was. So uh, yeah. we, we couldn't get him in. I couldn't get. I couldn't. Uh, get him in here uh, today, but I think next week he he might. I think next week we should out. have him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. said he was yeah. down. Right. But yo, I got I got a question for you guys in terms of trade rumors, right? I know we said Philly is a team that we all want to see Larry go to, but I read a very interesting rumor, which is very possible. It's the Kristaps Porzingis trade. Huh? Yeah. Mm. For huh? Lowry. Mm. Huh? Yep. Okay. Huh? Yep. Okay. I read it. I read huh? it. I read it. I was a. It was like a reputable site. It was Kristaps no. Porzingis. For Lowry and uh, I forgot the picks, but potentially, if there is a package involving Kristaps Porzingis to trade Lowry, would you do it? Let me just look at his uh, stats. Hold up. <laughs> look, oh, all, all I'm, I'm saying is so I, confused. I feel like I feel like it wouldn't be fair to Lowry to send him to Mavs because they're not going to win in the West just with an addition of Lowry. He's going to help Luca a lot, of course he is. But if we get Kristaps Porzingis back. Listen, man, we have a we have a center problem, right? Kristaps has been kind of delegated to being a three point shooter in in, at, in the Mavericks. He can kind of go back to him, him being the New York Porzingis, and then look at our starting lineup, bro. Van Vliet, Norman Powell, OG Siakam, and Porzingis. That's a squad right there, bro. That really is a squad. And our development team, our medical staff, I trust in them to keep him healthy. Help, help him to you know keep on improving. I think it'll be a good trade, but it's just sad to see Lowry go. You know, the only thing I'd say against that is, um, what was your potential lineup again? You had Van Vliet. Norm. Who's your shooting guard? Norm. Norm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I really like for me, Norm has to be in the starting lineup. So Van Vliet, Norm, OG, Siakam. Yeah, I'm down. I would do that trade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yo, it, the sorry. thing is, Matt Thomas I, trash people who know me know <laughs> I love Porzingis, right? I like guys who can shoot threes and block shots. I think I think it's just a very rare commodity that not many people can do. So if you have one yeah. of those guys on your team, it, it's such a great asset to have. Or I don't know if I'm just talking about my fantasy team. But regardless, mm-hmm. uh, guys like him, Jaron Jackson, I think that's the type of modern-day Miles Turner power forward center. That, that's like when we talk about modern day centers, like this is another version of the modern day center that I like. Rim protection and the ability to, to shoot three pointers. I loved him. I loved him coming into the NBA. I was big on him. This season in Dallas, though, is discouraging me a little bit. Because if you, and, and I hope Arvin's right about this, like maybe he needs a change of scenery too to, for him to go back to playing in his old ways. Because, dude, people used to think he was soft or whatever. And in that third season in New York, he was dunking on people. He was banging down low. He was taking people off the dribble, mid-range shots. Like, he, he had a really good offensive game. And I don't know if it's because he's playing with Doncic now and all he's become is, like, a pick-and-pop guy. That, that's what I don't like about him. That's, so, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I've been a little discouraged by his play. I think he's much better than what he's shown to be. It, like, he's not just, you know, Miles Turner is a pick-and-pop guy. You know, like, like but... but Porzingis is much better than that. He should be an all-star. Uh, he's a he's mm-hmm. an all-star caliber player. 23, 24 points, 8, 9 rebounds, 2 blocks a game. Like That's that's what I expect from him. And I think, uh, for, at first I want to say, no, 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 I don't want him. But the more I think about it, I think the potential, he's only 24 years old, I think. So 
man, the potential that he can have with this team, him, Siakam, OG, that front court is deadly, bro. So I have the I have the potential trade. So we'll be Raptors will get Porzingis and a 2021 second round pick. Mavs will get Kyle Lowry, Aaron Baines, 2021 first round pick, and a swap to a 2023 first round pick. Yeah, like, yeah, I would do that. And like one of my biggest things for like the Raptors is just like, if we're gonna trade Lowry, right? Who like that even that Ma- Tyrese Maxi trade, right? You get Tyrese Maxi, maybe you get a first round pick. Would that would Maxi or that first round pick? even come close to potentially becoming what Porzingis is now, right? You're kind of like either taking a risk that you'll get like a superstar from Mac, Maxi developing into one or that pick. Or here in this trade, you just get Porzingis, which you know you have a bonafide, you know, borderline all-star kind of player. So it's... Uh, that That's a I great... Feel like with, no, yeah. that's a great point. That's a great point because worst case... In, like I'm complaining about Porzingis and how he's playing this mm-hmm. year. My guy's averaging 20.8 rebounds and 1.6 blocks. Yeah. That's worst case yeah. scenario. Yeah. So, and, and there's two other aspects to think about it too, right? When you go the Philadelphia route, you're clearing up a lot of cap space. You're opening up a lot mm-hmm. of more flexibility with what you do in the future. Whereas with this whole Perzingis trade, it's there's a couple of things. One is you're locking up a lot more cap space for more of a proven guy. Um, you're and I don't know if this even fucking matters, but you're sending Lowry to a less than desirable situation. That's that's a big that's a big thing for me. I think as an organization we owe Lowry that much that at least we, we need to send him to an organization that's actively gonna be competing. So it has to be Philly, it has to be the Clippers. Yes, okay, Dallas Miami. He, 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 oh my god, bro. I'd love to see Jimmy and Kyle Lowry yeah, play. For together. sure. Like I, I'm not even you. saying I don't even care if it's on Miami, I don't even care if Jimmy comes to the raps. Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler are just meant to play together, bro. Like that's gonna be like the craziest oh, it'll be so much fun to watch. But anyway, since we're talking, yeah, no, go ahead. Honestly, how would you feel about like getting like Tyler Harrow back in a potential trade? Not happening. I don't think no I don't think Miami would do it. We'll probably get like Duncan Robinson back instead. Fuck that. <laughs> if we get Tyler Harrow, then fuck it. We got that's some that's too much drip to not accept it. We, <laughs> we trade the booty for the drip. <laughs> Anyways, that's so. No, he's he's got drip. He's just a drippy guy. He's got mad swaggy, bro. Oh. Like it is what it is. A Miami thing, right? <laughs> It's a Miami thing, eh? Anyways, so we did play Miami right after that Sixers game where we lost 108-116. What did you guys make of the game? Thoughts, comments, Jamie concerns? Jamie fucking buckets, Jamie fucking buckets. Bro. Jamie fucking buckets. Yo, can I say, can I say late... something? Yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to say something. For yeah. many years, for some reason, unsure why, maybe because he listens to country music, maybe because <laughs> he made some really bad jokes about not having a rearview mirror in his car, um... Or because I don't like his hair and it look, he looks kind of looks like a totem pole. Mm-hmm. I hated on Jimmy Butler for a long time. I talked shit about him. I thought he was overrated. I, I, I never liked him. And um, and obviously Jimmy Butler is listening to the podcast. So I, I just want to give a formal <laughs> apology to both Jimmy Butler and, 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 and admit to the thousands and hundreds of millions of people listening to this podcast and say I was wrong. Jimmy Butler is a fucking baller. Dude's badass. Dude plays the game the right way. Um, and, and the whole Minnesota thing that happened, I was always on Team Cat, and I thought Butler was the toxic guy in that whole thing. You were on Team Cat? Hey, bro, look. What? I just I just thought every team he goes to, some bad shit happens. Whoa, I am the so team, surprised, bro. Every team he went to, the, the teams kept imploding. In Chicago, he got into arguments with the coach. In Minnesota, he got into arguments with the players and the coaches. I just thought he was like a toxic kind of player. 
and and maybe that's somewhat true because of how ferocious and intense he is right and and and, and, and you got to have players that are like him to play with that Miami was a perfect team because you had a coach mm-hmm. that could handle him experienced coach and you had guys like fucking bam and stuff that that weren't given anything you know they had to grind yeah. their way up kind of like how he did so they all it, it worked it worked and and Raptors are that kind of team you know so like Butler would fit in that team but b- besides all that my apologies Jimmy Butler you are a fucking <laughs> fantastic player I would have you on my team any day of the week yeah like the, the I, way I'd see it is like um how kyle and jimmy butler are pretty close friends right and you have like obviously jimmy butler is intense he cares about winning right so for me it's like when you have a friend like kyle you have the same style of player so it's like i i respect kyle for what he is how hard he plays and all that stuff and i've always seen that with jimmy so i feel like you know jimmy butler you can always respect what he does and man he carried the heat to the finals last year right so it's like from that point on like even if some organizations he he doesn't like stick with right and he talks shit and whatever blah blah doesn't matter you can tell that he cares about winning and to me i just see as like that minnesota timberwolves team didn't care about winning and i mean like you know cat obviously doesn't seem like i mean look at the team now right they've always been struggling you know they keep fucking struggling so man hats off to jimmy Butler, man he carried them like uh to that win even even again like against us jimmy butler he's not having a good season shooting from the three but he was going off against us remember uh, that clutch bucket mm-hmm. he's pulled up just pulls up and just money. Yeah. And that's the kind yeah. of player he is. When it matters, he shows up, right? He's been yep. consistently that guy. I don't know if you remember the game against us where he had 44 points in the second half alone. Do you guys remember that game? What? what was this? Yeah. What was this? This was against us. This was against us. And this was, this was the, I think this was the game right before we beat them for the first time in like a while. Remember Ibaka punched Robin Lopez. 2016, I believe. 2016 or 2015. Oh, this is a long time ago. Long time against ago. Against the but Bulls? Against the Bulls, yeah. But yeah, okay, there was yeah, a game where yeah, Jimmy I remember Butler that game. Yeah. played against us. He had zero points in the first half. He had like 40 points in the second half. Right? Yeah. That's just how Jimmy Butler is. He always has been. And he's just a dog. And like we we try to come back every time. Every time we made a run, Jimmy's like, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just going to yeah. carry my team to yeah. a victory. That's just the kind of player he is. Yeah, for me, it's like the way uh, we play the Celtics and Miami. It's like those are the two teams that just match up well against us, and we have a tough time against. And, I mean, Bam, like, let's not forget Bam, too. Bam is fucking insane, too. Um, He always tends to lock up Siakam, um, but Siakam had a decent game. But just that game overall, like, we could have won it, uh, and Kyle tried his best to carry us. He played, like, phenomenal, but, uh, yeah. Let's move on, and there's been a couple of things to talk about in the NBA. Lots been going on, right, with all the all-star stuff and coaching changes, and COVID. By the way, uh, half the Raptors coaching staff uh, got into yeah. protocol. They go, man. They? they go. What the, what the hell's going on? I, I, yo, the, the only thing I was worried about playing in Tampa is the fact that it's fucking Florida, and in Florida, mm-hmm. they've just been living a normal life. So I was always concerned about Raptors being in Florida and how much – how not strict everything is so it might it might be that but eh, it is what it is but look look look, lots of things to talk about this this week so i want to get right into it let's get into this week's edition of layup line so speaking of coaches speaking of raptors coaches um we had one of our own coaches leave the raptors mid-season actually I was reading something interesting. This was the first time ever someone was appointed a head coach of the team 
mid-season. It's literally never happened before. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I didn't know much about this coach, but what, what do you guys think? I, I, what, do, what do you guys think about this? Is this good or is this bad? I think I think it's a positive sign. It just shows how strong Raptors coaching staff is. I I would say, yeah, definitely it shows how strong our coaching staff is. Like, you know, the fact that, you know, we allow the assistant coaches to even, like, you know, accept interviews and stuff during the season, right? Like, that's even uh, Sergio Scariolo, like, he's the national co- coach of Spain, right? And we allow him to go back to Spain to do his coaching there and come back whenever he wants. So that's pretty cool. But it's, like, considering the fact that, like you mentioned, our half our coaching staff is, like, not there now, right? We have less bodies. And I'm sure some of the players had a good, like, rapport with Chris Finch. And Chris Finch was part of the reason why we were, like, better with our half-court offense from what I've looked into. So um, it'll be weird to see how we – if we play any differently now that he's not there. But, uh, hey, I feel like, you know, this at least gives me more of an uh, – maybe to check out on Minnesota and see how they might be playing with uh, Chris there. But I felt like Ryan Saunders was, like, overdue. Like, he – you know, like, it was kind of like nepotism how he was there for that long. But – uh yeah, it would be interesting to see like how Minnesota fares. Yeah, I, I definitely want to lay this topic up. Of course, I feel like we have to say that Nick Nurse is... You know Nick Nurse is a great coach because he already has a coaching tree. He yeah, has two assistant sure. coaches. Yeah. One, Nate Bjorken, who's leading the that Pacers team the way he is. And now they got Chris Finch. Uh, from what I read about Chris Finch, they used to coach against each other in the British League. <laughs> yeah. Nurse and... Yeah, right. they used it's to coach against each that. other. And then, then eventually this year, since Bjorken left, they said, hey, we want you. Because I think he was an assistant for another team. I forget which one. Um, and they kind of got him as an assistant. And next thing you know, they fire Ryan, Minnesota fires Saunders and they get him as an assistant coach. I think obviously it's a good move for them because they know what um, the Raptors coaching staff brings, that culture, that organization. They want to bring it to every team. So I understand that. But of course, there's been a lot of talks on social media how, you know, coaches from like minorities are not getting that looks right to be the coach because Minnesota had an assistant who was black and he was like, they never even gave him a shot. That's, that's what the sayings are. What do you guys think about all that? What do you guys think about all that? Okay. Um, it, it's, it's weird, right? I, I, look, I didn't want to get into the racial stuff yet, but it is mm-hmm. weird. Usually when, when a coach gets fired mid season, you get an interim coach from your assistant coaching staff. It's just he's familiar with the players. He's been through training camp. The players kind of have that trust with them. So it, it's usually enough to get uh, by with the season. And, and, you, and, and it allows the organization to do enough due diligence to know who the next guy is, right? Because hiring a head coach is no easy task. you got to go through multiple interviews and, and all this vetting process before you do it. So that's why it's never happened in the middle of the season before. This was a bit of a different situation. I think this is one of those where... Um, the Minnesota GM actually always liked Chris Finch. He he was actually interviewed for this job a couple of years ago. He was already shortlisted for the job a couple of years ago. And, you know, there's always been rumors that Ryan Saunders never really deserved the job. He got it for other reasons because his father was part of this organization and everything else, else that, that's happened. So a lot of people are arguing that, hey, maybe he was forced to give Ryan Saunders the job even though he didn't deserve it. And now that Ryan's out of the way, maybe... This, they, they didn't even have to do any interviews. They knew this was the guy. This is the guy they wanted. And obviously, Raptors are not going to get in front of, you know, one of their guys getting a head coaching position. So, of course, let him walk. No issues there. But, look, yeah, so so I think it's not about, you know, they didn't want to ha- 
promote their black assistants or anything like that. I think it was just they knew this was the next guy up. No matter who would have been in that assistant coaching job, whoever that next guy was within the organization, I think that general manager had Chris Finch targeted as that next ho- head coach. So I, I, I don't buy into all that racial stuff. I, I don't think it's anything like that. I don't know. I think people people are blowing this out of proportion. Yeah, I feel like uh, people like to use the race card a lot, and it's kind of, like, overblown now, I think, in some scenarios. Like, even this scenario, like, that's kind of, like, you're really nitpicking to figure, to find a race issue in this scenario, in this context. Uh, but, yeah, like, I've looked it up. I agree with what Solomon says. Definitely they had a history. And uh, my only thing is, like, hey, if you're letting your assistant coach go middle of the year, in the middle of the season... At least get something back, bro. Like, could have give us like Carl Anthony Towns or something. Shit. Wait, oh yeah, Chris Finch from Cat. Can you fair. trade? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey man, remember I'll Doc Rivers got traded, bro. Doc yeah. Rivers like got a traded. Second pick or something for Celtics from Celtics to Clippers. I'm pretty sure he got traded. Yeah. Why couldn't we get like a pick back? Come on. Come on. Or give us an assistant back. We're short. We're short a coach. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they there. called up one of the 905 guys, I think. So. Uh, Jama no, 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 no. No, they. I. I think they got someone else in from the nine oh five as a temporary re- replacement for, uh, cool. for the first team. Obviously, they that spot needs to be filled for for the season itself, and they didn't want to go get someone else from outside. So I think promoting inside is always better, especially when you have an organization uh, that's as deep as as the Raptors are. I agree with you guys, and th- to me, this is not a race issue, but I understand why people would consider it that way. Because anytime an organization loses a coach, you have you kind of give your assistant coach a chance, have an interim coach. And I know, Sal, you said there was some history, but you still got to do your due diligence. It just feels so rushed to me. Facts. Right? And if anything, and if anything, this shows you why the Raptors are such a great organization and the Timberwolves aren't. If this was the Raps, do you think this would have happened? Nah, no. man. This, that, that's not what happened. You can't Besides, rush this. They would do the, you can't rush this. You got to take your time. You gotta build from within, right? That's the that's how you build a strong culture. Everything from the Raptors have co- has come from within. The player development, the coaches. It's all about you know cultivating that culture. And now, if you're if you're a Timberwolves player, just think of how it looks. Okay, you're a Timberwolves assistant coach. What does that say? What how what does that do to your morale? I'm gonna work my yeah. ass off. Maybe I want to be a head coach one day, but someone else is gonna get hired from some random. Um, organization without even giving any of us a chance that affects people right so I think if anything this is an operational issue and maybe the NBA needs to look into okay there has to be some kind of period that um, there has to be a transition period some sort of like procedure that was went that had gone into hiring the coach so that's that's my only thing at the end of the day it is an oper- operational issue but I completely understand why people look at it and say why this why did this black coach not get a chance and why did they hire yeah. some random white guy I do get that look it's it's and unfortunately there's no we're never going to get that answer and it, it, it's a risk that maybe Minnesota felt they needed to take with how bad they've been in recent years maybe maybe you know their whole coaching staff as a whole is an issue i don't know i think i think the issues are much more deeper seated than that um and, and i think this is gonna this is going in the wrong direction i think this was this is not something you want to rush into i think they the coaching was such an important thing they needed to fill for the development of the young guys they have on that team so the fact that they rushed into it is just so discouraging but hey i think we all agree if you're hiring from the raptors if you're hiring from the spurs you're probably headed in the right direction so hey time will tell we're just gonna have to wait and see all right boys I want to move on to the next one. 
and and the Atlantic Division has kind of flipped over its head. I saw this really funny meme. Uh, I think Nash sent it to me. It sent it to us earlier, and it's like all the Atlantic uh, Atlantic Division teams gathering around and poking fun at at the Boston Celtics. You know, Boston Celtics was that mm-hmm. team that's been consistently good for so long now. Like you know, they had their whole OA championship and. They went down for a little bit, but it didn't take them long to, for them to get back up, right? And now, it looks like they're kind of struggling. Uh, you guys want to lay this one up and talk a little bit more about the Celtics? Hell yeah! Play? Yeah. Hell yeah! Next, yeah, alley oop it. Let me. Let me. Let me. We need to slam dunk this. All right, yeah, yeah. I'll alley oop it. Yo, Arvin. Two words. Why is the, what is the reason they're struggling? Two words. Kemba Walker. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yo, think bro, about think... who's hurt. What? Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker. No, no. There's a player right now that's not on the team because he's injured. I have him on fantasy, and he's so important to that team. Hey, yo, what? Oh, what? Marcus I'm Smart. Marcus Smart, bro. Marcus Smart. Because mm. I remember, yo, when we played him in the playoffs, he was that one guy that he's so feisty, bro. He, I think he brings energy to the whole Boston Celtics team. He's kind of like their defensive identity. And obviously, yo, Tatum and Tatum and Jalen Brown are great. Kemba Walker's great, but you need that defensive consistency. Um, and I think he brings it, bro. Like, I think that is literally their problem. I don't think it's, we know they have the talent. You know, they were outside the playoffs, like whatever the other day before they won yesterday. So it's like they're not that type of team. It just goes to show how important Marcus Smart is, man. I hundred percent agree, dude. Because because he and the way he turned around his career by being able to hit that three point shot now that he wasn't yes. able to do before that changed him he literally became one of the most sought after guards in the league like if you're a winning team you need guys like him on your team so i 100 percent agree i think kemba walker his production is replaceable right you can mm-hmm. get guys who score but but marcus smart his production wasn't replaceable and when you lost a guy as important as him the celtics team went down the shitter yep uh, bro, I'm, I'm just so i'm just so happy to see them struggle I know. Screw the Celtics, bro. <laughs> the All Celtics. these Boston... Uh, we're from Boston... I was going to say Boston, Texas. It's the Texas of the North. It's the Texas of the North. It's the Texas of the North. But yeah, regardless, I'm just happy to kind of see them struggle. And th- I think we're going to get into this later. The fact that they have two All-Stars still boggles my whack. mind. Uh, whack. whack. Utter bullshit. Utter bullshit. And I feel like at this point, we have to question Brad Stevens, bro. I really think we have to question Bat Stevens. He has some Thank questionable you. questionable calls he makes, questionable people he puts on the floor at the wrong times, the questionable plays he calls, and everyone kind of hypes him up as his coach that, oh, Brad Stevens is this. Bro, listen, man, Nick Nurse is like 10 times, 20 times better than Brad Stevens in my opinion. Yes. So, right? It's, uh, it, that's uh, just facts. I had an argument with someone earlier this season, and I was trying to argue that Nick Nurse is a better X's and O's coach than Brad Stevens, and maybe last mm-hmm. year I might have been wrong, but this at this point you cannot argue, you cannot argue, because both teams have severely been depleted in terms of their talent level, right? Boston bench got worse, and they're dealing with injuries. But you're seeing how Nick Nurse is handling a depleted roster, and you're seeing how Brad Stevens is handling a depleted roster. Don't 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 tell me who's better now. It's it's Nick Nurse, and it's by a mile. I don't I don't care what anyone says. Nick Nick Nurse is probably the second best coach in the NBA. Hey, maybe hold third. Up. Hold up. Who's hold one? Timeout. Timeout. Pop. 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 Still oh. Okay, look. look, look. Yo, pop, Spurs are in the playoffs, pop, of course. Pop, pop's number yeah, one. Yeah. There's no question. Pop's number one. Pop's number one. Pop's number I, one. I, I, I'm going to tell two guys there that I think just deserve the respect. Two, Rick Carlisle. 
I I, yeah. I think Rick Rick Carlisle, the level of consistency he's had yeah. in in Dallas, you just give him that respect, right? Nick Nurse hasn't done it quite long and won a title, so so to me, you know, Rick Carlisle's got to be up there. And and again, for me, it's the consistency of success, right? It, one one championship doesn't do it enough. Like Doc Rivers is not better than Nick Nurse right now. I don't you think know? so. I don't you think got, so. You, you got to have level of consistency of success, and and um. Oh my God, I'm blanking. The Miami coach, the Filipino guy. Oh, Eric, uh, Eric Spolstra? Spolstra? I think Eric Spolstra has just been so good for so long. First, it was like, oh, he has LeBron. Yeah. He has Dwayne Wade. But then he showed that he can continue doing this. Even after those guys left, he kept them in the playoffs, no matter how shit they yeah. were. So I think just for how long they've done it, I think you give those guys those respect. That's the top three for me. And it's like, there's good a severe shot. drop off after that. Good so shot. I think good Nick shot. Nurse can definitely surpass some, you know, especially. Rick Carlisle and and Spolstra, you can definitely surpass them, but you gotta you gotta give those guys respect for doing for as long as they've done it. I agree, mm-hmm. I agree. You're right. Anyways, sorry, that was with, a little. My only thing with Rick Carlisle is he needs to fucking reel in Luca, man. Like Luca takes a lot of shots, inefficient shots. They need more of a system there, man. That team has too much talent to be as shitty as they are right now. That's all I'm gonna say. Hey, they, they, they've been they've been on kind of a roll, I guess. Kind of they've kind of figured it out. Luca's been on a tear. You know, hit a game winner, and you know, I think they won like four straight, and he was killing it during that stretch. But I don't know. Yeah, I just feel maybe like, they need like Kyle Lowry and give us four Zingis. <laughs> Yo, I'd love for that to happen, but I just feel like having Luke on fantasy. I see how many shots he takes, and it's it's a ridiculous amount. And obviously, he's great and all, but like his percentages have never been that amazing either. So it's like a lot of those shots. Like he needs to play. I think more like it's obviously different like lebron the way lebron plays like you know he can step it up in when he wants to but he tends to be more of a playmaker and get everyone going right sometimes i feel like luca just starts the game off just chucking shots to make sure if to see if he's feeling it or not and his his teammates come secondary to him but to that but uh that's my only complaint otherwise yeah rick carlisle is pretty cool so i i think it's it's less to do with rick carlisle and more to do with luca i think all these great great players i'm talking the jordans the lebrons the kobe's Early in their careers, you'll notice their stats are just out of the fucking world, right? Like like Kobe was scoring 35, 33 points per game. LeBron was scoring 30 points per game. Jordan was averaging like 38 or something, you know? Those first five, six seasons, these guys are so talented that they can do that. They're like, yo, give me the ball and I'm going to do everything. Because all these teammates, they're worse than me. I'm going to do fucking everything and I'm going to drop 40. And if we win, we win. They end up getting bounced in the first round. They end up getting bounced in the second round. You know, Kobe as a leader barely even made the playoffs after Shaq left. You know, but he was averaging 35, 37 points a game. Yeah. All of those guys at some point in their career take a step back. Kobe went from that 32, 33 points. He got Pau Gasol on his team. He went down to 27 and won MVP. LeBron joined up in Miami, pulled down his scoring, learned how to share the ball, won titles. You know, Jordan did the same thing. Once once, once Phil Jackson came in and a couple other supporting cast came in, he went from 35 points to, like, 30 points. And I think Luka will get there. I think Luka, will, he's going to have to figure that out for himself to trust his teammates. And when he figures that out, his numbers might go down, but he's going to become a better player. And yeah, my only thing, he just needs to do it soon. I mean, like, if, if they're thinking of trading for Zingas, right? Like, I think he's, like, he's a perfect player on that team. And the fact that it's not working is, like, hey, Luca needs to maybe do something, or Rick Car- Carlo needs to figure something out. Um, but look, we're talking about all these all stars. I think we should get right into it. So, so, and mm. if you guys haven't listened to last week's episode, stop it right now. 
go listen to last week's episode first because we did a whole special on the all-star reserves and we kind of gave our very professional scientific logical okay hold on let me pause that me and arvin gave our logical <laughs> opinions and nash gave something um so go listen to that first right make note of who we picked but we're gonna go over um our results now because this past tuesday the all-star reserve just got announced so i'm gonna go over how our very official predictions did now let's meet tonight's all-stars i'll start you guys want to start in the west or east west 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 all right let's start west i know why everyone wants to start west so let's start let's start west okay so for the most part some of these were mad obvious right like Paul George was obvious. Lillard was obvious. Mitchell was obvious. Um, you would think Gobert was obvious, but anyways. Um, so no, Arvin, not <laughs> Arvin got it bang on. 7 for 7, 100%. Look, I was right there. I was right there. Me and him, we, we, we picked almost the exact same guys. He went for Zion. I went for DeRozan. And I really wanted to switch that up, but, you know, it was locked in. Couldn't change it. And after I heard you guys' arguments, I, it just made so much sense for Zion to make the All-Star game. For even He's been great this season, but even everything besides that, it just made too much sense for him to be in the game. So I think Arvin had the most logical picks. And, and I think all the right guys got in, right? Like, you can't argue with that list. Chris Paul. I... <laughs> no, listen, no, I... no, no, no. <laughs> listen, you know what's crazy? I'm kind of fast-forwarding a bit because I'm going to slightly talk about the East as well. For me, the biggest snub initially was DeMontis Sabonis, right? Yeah, 100%. I was baffled. I was like, what the actual fuck? How is this guy not in the All-Star game? Like, I thought he's a shoe-in, right? But people were going off about Devin Booker. And don't get me wrong. I think Devin Booker has been playing really well. And he's that All-Star level player. But to be honest, he's having a worse season than last year. And he, he didn't had a get better it last season. year. He didn't get it last year. He, he had a better season last year. He didn't get in last year. And at the end of the day, the success of this Suns team is largely because of Chris Paul coming in. I'm not saying Devin Booker's not an all-star. I'm not saying Devin Booker's not an all-star. He really is. But if anybody deserved it, that's why I give it to Chris Paul over Devin Booker. That was my rationale. Right? And the fact that everyone just lost their minds. They're like, oh, Devin Booker is, wow, the most disrespected. What about Sabonis, bro? Mm -hmm. Like, come on, bro. That That was crazy to me. Nobody even talked about Sabonis. Nobody even talked about Sabonis, which is ridiculous. I'm glad he made it now because of the sub, like you know, the little injury thing. But that was crazy to me. I I, I think Chris Paul was just an automatic in the fact that the Suns are in the playoffs and what's changed, right? Because DeAndre Ayton's playing worse, Devin Booker's playing worse. What's changed on this team to get them in the play? Like Chris Paul just shows up and they get and the, the team wins games, and and yeah. you got to reward him for that. The same reason hey. he got into OKC last year. I have a counterpoint. I have a counterpoint. Hmm. Was Chris Paul on the team when the Suns went 8-0 in the bubble? I knew you were going to bring that up. I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> that hey. means fucking nothing. You could, yeah, you could say nothing. that, but you don't know that for sure. You don't know that for sure. That the production, nothing. The production that DeAndre, like DeAndre Aiden's stats have taken a huge hit because of the way Chris Paul plays. All right? Chris Paul's <laughs> a little bitch. You're still mad about that. You're Chris still Paul's mad about bitch. that, too. <laughs> yeah. Chris Paul's a little bitch. All right? DeAndre Aiden oh should be getting more points, God. more rebounds. By hip, if Chris Paul was on the team, DeAndre Aiden would get more points and all that stuff, and they'd be a better team as well, and they'd probably would have a better record. Chris no, Paul is, no, 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 man. no. I'm, I'm no, saying no. it, bro. I'm saying no, it, bro. No. Okay, here's the thing. Until oh, DeAndre yeah. Aiden like, if, averages 20 and 15, I will be hating on Chris Paul. If, if Booker <laughs> made it over Zion, 
and both Chris Paul and Booker made it, I wouldn't have been that mad either. I just think Chris Paul needed to make it. If they got two All-Stars, fine. I would have been content with that. But Chris Paul had to make it. Chris Paul, Chris, Chris Paul had to make it. Like, you could argue Booker deserved it more than DeRozan. I'll live with that, too. And Booker deserved it more than Zion, right? Because those are the guys that were, like, right there that missed out on it. Um, you, if you argued that, absolutely. I just think Chris Paul deserved it more than Zion, deserved it more than DeRozan, deserved it more than Booker. And, and I can't argue with the seven guys that were voted in the West. I think it's spot on exactly who needed to be voted in. I think AD was another guy that you could have kind of flipped on and say, did he really deserve it this year? He missed a lot of games. Stats are way, way down compared to last season. But, you know, it's fucking Anthony Davis. He plays for the Lakers. He was, of course, going to get in. So, Yeah, I don't. I hate how yeah, NBA has a hard-on for the LA teams and shit, you know? Oh, of course. And I think you have to take that into consideration. The same, the, Zion got in because the NBA needs him to play in the All-Star game. They need people to watch. That is a part of it, and we have to accept that, right? Na- name value matters, name, and that's yeah. why Sabonis doesn't get in. We'll, 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 get, we'll, we'll talk more about Sabonis. But there's one guy that we didn't mention in the West that, that got a vote from us. Um, any love for Brandon Ingram? Did he really get snubbed? Uh, yeah. Or do, I you, do, of, do you take that one back? I take that one back. Okay, okay. Yeah. Fair, fair, like, fair, hey, fair. I honestly feel like you should have more spots. Right, I feel like you're gonna have always have snubs, right? I feel like there were so many players this year that were deserving. Like it's hard to see. Like Brandon Ingram's averaging whatever twenty something points per game. Any other year, that's those are all star numbers, right? Um, but yeah, I can see how he didn't make it. But hey, if in a perfect world Chris Paul doesn't make it, Brandon Ingram gets a spot. So <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. <laughs> hey, I'm living and dying it. on that hill, bro. If Chris Paul doesn't make it, Booker gets in or DeRozan gets in, <laughs> not Ingram. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, I think I think Ingram is a good honorable mention, though. I think he's in that next three or four guys that get in, right? Uh-huh. I, I, I'm not going to argue that for sure. He's Are you, here, here, if the Pelicans were a top four seat, do you think he gets yes. in? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, no question. No question. Yeah, right? Him okay. and Zion both All get right. in if they're a top I can live with seat. that. I can live with that. He replaces Anthony Davis in my mind. Right? If, if they were a mm. playoff team, shit, you could have argued. I, I would have been right there with you and say he should have made it over Anthony Davis. If, if Pelicans were a playoff team, I, I would argue for Pelicans to have two All-Stars. I, I wouldn't be mad that if, I, I just... If the Suns were the first seed and Chris Paul was leading them in scoring, I would. I still wouldn't want him to be an All-Star. <laughs> 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 oh my god. I'm salty, oh bro. Um, so let's talk about the East now. Right. Um, th- this one, Nash, I gotta give it to you, man. You 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 tied at first place. So so let's talk about the obvious ones, right? Mm-hmm. Harden and Levine, no questions. Had to get in, you know. Harden for obvious reasons, and Levine's stats are just too goddamn good. I don't care. It's it's bold. it's it's hard to put Harden out of the All Star team. <laughs> <laughs> get it? Because it's. Hard. I hated my life so much. Like, can we? It's hard. Can we add in like, like just like a crowd booing or something like that? Hey, yo, editor, <laughs> just editor, cut, please cut, cut it out, bro. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's hard for Harden. Okay, <laughs> add another one right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to get that off, anyways. <laughs> oh Jesus! But but yeah. Anyway, look, I don't I don't look. Bulls are competing for the playoff spot, which 
mm-hmm. I was, I'm really surprised by. And, and East is East is really competitive this year, right? Like, yeah, 11th and 8th seed is 11th and 12th seed are separated by like two or three games. Like, it's it's super competitive. So I have no issues. And I know technically Levine's not in the playoffs, but you got to take that with a grain of salt when everything is as close as it is. So look, Levine, no arguments there. He's got to be in it. Harden, like, it's no question. <laughs> you know, it's no question. He could have mm-hmm. been an All Star starter for that matter. No question. No arguments there, right? Hey, can I can I can I just quickly? I just want to give a huge shout out to James Harden because he's been absolutely balling the fuck out, and he might be playing the best basketball in his career right now. I just want to throw that out there. Shout out to James yeah. Harden. Because you know, you know what I just said about toning down your scoring but making yourself a better player. That's exactly yeah. what he's doing. Right? That's exactly he's what not, he's doing. Yeah, he's not scoring thirty plus points, but he's the guy who took that step back. We were arguing about you know would Kyrie take a step back because we thought Harden was the better player, but well, Harden's been. I think he's recognized how important he is to the team. He's taken a step back when it came to scoring, but that's helping Brooklyn win. So, I mean, you know, I think we've all had phases where we kind of shit on Harden, but you got to give respect when it's due, and he's been playing I mean, fucking yo, out of his mind. Like, he's done everything but win, right, a, a title. So I feel like he'll do whatever it takes at this point, knowing what he kind of talent he has on his team. That was a question mark, though, wasn't it? Like, would he? Yeah, it was, or is, yeah. Would he's, and, and he's doing it, and that was a big mm-hmm. question mark, and he's answered that question, so I think now uh, that's yeah. a fucking dangerous team, man. Goddamn. Oh, yeah. If they're oh, yeah. Healthy. Once Katie's back. Yeah. Jesus. Um, Damn, Katie injured, and they're going out of terror. Anyways, sorry, Sal. Eight-game win streak. <laughs> like, what the hell? Crazy, it's crazy, crazy. too much talent on that team. Um, yo, actually, funny story. There was this one guy who, um, who, who did a four-bet parlay, and basically he had the the Tampa, Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl. He had the Brooklyn Nets winning the NBA championship. He had I think the the Avalanche winning Colorado? the Stanley Cup. Yeah. He had Oh, this guy's high. Whatever. And and he had <laughs> some team winning the baseball, whatever the hell the baseball is called. No one cares about that hobby anyways. World whatever. Series? I don't care about it. yeah, whatever. Um but the thing is Arvin, turn off your fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, continue. Yeah, the funny thing was, out of all of those teams, Brooklyn was the biggest underdog, surprisingly, to win the, that respective league's title. So, mm-hmm. I don't know what that was about, because I'm like, man, I'm looking at that, and... What's his payout? Oh, like $200,000 or something, and he only oh, put in like yeah. 500 bucks. So, it's, it's something crazy, but yeah, yeah. a lot of people are, are making that long bet on... Uh, Brooklyn, because for some reason they're they're pretty heavy underdogs for some reason. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But anyways, we we're talking about Shuins, which was Harden and Levine. Another guy we all unanimously picked. Another guy we all talk about in this podcast a lot. We love him, and that's Sabonis. And mm-hmm. somehow he didn't get in. Yo, he didn't. It's not that he didn't even fucking get in. TNT did their honorable mentions. He wasn't even in the goddamn honorable mentions. Okay, he TNT got snubbed is... from the snub list. I don't know, man. Like, he's one of those, like, obviously Indiana's a team where, like, you know, they're not really that popular where, you know, like, their players are so out there. But I feel like Sabonis was so easy. Like, I have my fantasy. For me, it was, like, clear cut. Like, the way he's, like, played on my team. Like, he's insane, man. And, like, even watching him play in person, man, he's almost like a triple-double threat every game, right? Like, how how's that guy not an all-star, right? You know what's a funny thing? Ridiculous. It's... I was sitting here last week arguing why Randall should get in, and my whole argument for Randall was that, look, compare the stats of Sabonis and Randall, and they're almost identical. They're both mm-hmm. playoff teams. So that was kind of my argument. It's like, yo, if he's as good as Sabonis, 
he should also get in. Because in my head, Sabonis getting in the All-Star game was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. We all had him. We need... all picked him. It was unanimous. Yeah. And, and, and mm-hmm. I thought Randall would need a bit more of a pickup. That, and that comparison, yeah, I, and sure. I was using that comparison for Sabonis as like, look how great he is. And it was the other way around. Randall got in as a lower seed with the exact same stats as Sabonis. So I just, I, and I think it has to do with small market, small name. Unfortunately, I think that's what it is. Because, look, I talked about Zion and how NBA is getting a lot of shit for this All-Star game. So you need guys who are exciting and this and that. Look, Sabonis is a great player, but exciting is not the word. Like, casuals don't want to watch him. Casuals All right, don't can, I ask you, can, I, can, I, can I ask you a question, though? Like, okay, it's not, it's not a question. It's mainly a comment. What makes Julius Randle that much more exciting than New York? They kind New of, York. That, uh, New uh, York. Okay, I understand. I, I get that. I get that. But I'm saying game-wise. And it's, I, not I, uh, the, it's not that. No, but the, res- but the reserves are chosen by the coaches and the media, right? They need to have more sense, bro. Their job is to reward players who have been actually playing well. The fans can vote in based on popularity, but the coaches, they have a responsibility to get guys yeah. in who have actually been playing well. But that's what pissed me off. Like, what's the point of... Being so good and then just being snubbed because somebody plays for New York, bro. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. The same yeah. biases that a lot of fans have when they're not informed. It, it's weird, man. But a lot of the players have those same biases. A lot of the a lot of the media members, a lot of the coaches have those same biases. Those guys, even though as great as Sabonis has been playing, and and I and I see this all the time when people get on podcasts and stuff. They think they're if so. It, it's as simple as this. If you went and asked 100 random NBA players, who would you pick, Randall or Sabonis, for a pickup game? They 90% of them would pick Randall because of who he is and the connections that he has. And he played in L.A. and they just see more of him. And that's just how it is, right? And another similar comparison I want to make is Gary Payton and Steve Nash. So Steve Nash is a two-time MVP, 61 teams, all of that stuff. But the NBA... Uh, the TNT panel were doing a little argument over Gary Payton this. and Steve Nash. And all of them, every single one, unanimously picked Gary Payton over Steve Nash to run their team. It's just one of those things where it doesn't matter what logic says. These players and media and coaches have preconceived biases the same way we all do. But they go for a certain type of player over another if you're catching my drift. Do you, do you think there's a European bias there? Of course, come on. Let's yeah, be right. Has to be. Hundred percent. Come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. That's what it is. You you yeah. look at a guy who's Randall. These guys have played and watched him since he's in high school. He grew up in mm-hmm. New York. Went, went went and played in those AAU circuits. Played college basketball here. They they saw and he was a dog in college, right? Second overall pick. They know him. They played with a lot of them are either friends or competitors at some level of that guy. So of course they're gonna vote for him. Yeah, and that's why. That sucks. I hate that. That's why. It, yeah, it's that's why. hate that, but I think it's important for us to realize that is a big factor in all mm-hmm. of this. You know, it's a big factor in why Zion got in. It's a big factor in what Randall got in. I'm not arguing they hey, should have hey. got in. That, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Randall deserves it. Randall 100 yeah, deserves yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. If anything, Ben Simmons did not deserve it. In my in my opinion, I think Sabonis should have gotten it over Ben Simmons. But mm-hmm. I know they're the number one seed. We talked about this. Let, okay, let, let, let's go over the list again, right? <laughs> let's go over the list again because none of us had Simmons, although we did talk about it. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, and in hindsight, I think it was foolish of us to include Trey Young instead of Ben Simmons. Yeah. In terms of a prediction, historically, the top top team always gets two All-Stars at the minimum. If you Wait, look at who, the West, the top three seeds got two All-Stars each. Who did I have instead of uh, Trey Young? So I you had Middleton. Up. Oh, that was a bum pick, yeah. So he's, I, he's a weird one. I, 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 I think it has to do with Milwaukee really underperforming the season. So yeah, there's no way probably. they were going to get two All-Stars. 
Um, and look, we kind of touched on Tatum and Brown. The Celtics needed one. I wouldn't really have given a shit if it was either Tatum or Brown. And Arvin, I want to I wanna counter your point that you just made that Sabonis should have made it over Ben Simmons. I think Sabonis should have made it. I, 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 my argument is Simmons wasn't even the deciding vote. You know, he wasn't the last guy to get in. So I think it's kind of unfair to say that he should have made it over Simmons. I think in hindsight, we can all agree Simmons was going to get in, just being the second seed. I think Sabonis should have made it over either Brown or Tatum. In my opinion, he should have made it over Tatum. I think Brown deserved it this year. I think that's the guy who needed to miss out. Celtics absolutely did not deserve two All-Stars. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I do agree with that as well. Yeah, it's just because, yeah, the, the record doesn't warrant having two All-Stars, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Nash. But we know that we know the type of players that like the NBA has a hard on for, right? Like Zion, Tatum, these young guys that you know play a certain style, you know Doncic's and the Hardens that do these fadeaways, you know, that make these highlight real plays. They want those guys in the All Star game. To like the point I had, where Zion, even if he wasn't averaging as crazy as numbers as he is, he's a fun player to watch. Jason Tatum's yeah. a fun player to watch, right? Absolutely. So, and yeah, that's how it goes. I mean, it Dude. sucks, but you know. If if Adebayo got over Tatum, I would have been happy with that too. Yeah, I, I, Heat Heat are Heat have and are consistently seated higher than the Celtics, and they didn't get not one All Star, right? Yeah, they don't have one All Star. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler obviously they don't have an All-Star, yeah. the whole COVID thing kept him out of it. He would have had a shot to make it either, and 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 Arvin did have Adebayo on his on his list, and it it really wasn't a bad pick at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's unfortunately not to make it either. Do you think the league should like? Like put in some rule where like every playoff team should have at least one All Star, or or only playoff teams get prioritized first. But then Vucevic yeah, like, wouldn't have made an All Star. He deserves it too. I think he deserves. He deserves it, it but like, I don't know, man. I just feel like even it's, for the Raptors, I think the Raptors should have gotten on, one. They look, need more look, spots. <laughs> this this is how I've always said. I I don't think it's a requirement. It's one of those things where if you're a top seed your stats don't need to be that great to make it in. As long as you're making an impact and you watch the team and you know how good of an impact that player makes, you can warrant a spot, right? Chris Middleton last year, Ben Simmons this year. If you're not in the playoffs, but your stats are just through the fucking roof, a la Vucevic and, mm-hmm. and Bradley Beal last year and, and Levine this year, then that, that warrants you getting in too. Like Vucevic for me, look, the Magic have had so many injuries. So the fact that they even are where they are is because of Vucevic. So it was a no-brainer for me to get in. And then you got and then you got teams in like the middle. You got the Knicks. You got the Pacers. You know they're they're in the playoff race. They're gonna be in the playoff race. It's a matter of which seat they're gonna get. They needed a guy, one guy in, Randall. Mm-hmm. And we thought Sabonis. And hey, Sabonis is gonna be Kevin Durant's replacement. So at least he gets in. And I'm I'm happy I'm happy about that. But I I just think it's on the voters to understand that understand it's not black or white there's a scale to this and you got to balance that scale between winning and stats mm-hmm. here's the thing if if the raptors were an la team you think it would have gotten all-star 100 percent. that's 100%. what i hate you know what's funny since the all-star hmm. the way the game is played has changed now like obviously you know it's more competitive especially last year it was so fun to watch i feel like they need more players that play like that i like Obviously, Lowry had some injuries and stuff like that, but he'd be, looking at his numbers, he's shooting better than he did last year, percentages better, and he'd be the perfect player to have there. Why not have that same guy that made the game so so fun to watch last year? That fire he gives you in the fourth quarter. 
I mean, like, we're the fourth seed, man. Like, like that's a pretty high seed. I was going to that, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think if the voting happened this week, I think Kyle Lowry would have made it. When the voting started, unfortunately, the Raptors <laughs> were like a ninth seed. Yeah. And again, you got to take that with a grain of salt because the seedings were so close, but that did play a factor into like it. Like the right? Celtics were the fucking ninth seed yesterday, and now they have two All-Stars, right? It's right, ridiculous. right, right. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And the thing is, based on how majority of the season went, Raptors didn't deserve an All-Star at that point. At mm-hmm. that point, they didn't. They deserve it more for the level of play they had. Now, if, if the voting was pushed back one yeah. week, two weeks, three weeks in the future, and it happened next week, I think Raptors get, I think Raptors get one. I think yeah, I think Raptors like, get one. Like it's confusing to me. Like obviously now that the game is more competitive, like they just everyone just keeps looking at like points per game, these stupid like offensive stats. Like now, like if you want the All Star game to be fun, you need players that like play two way game, have like a two way game style, right? So it's like I just feel like Raptors are the team. This team, everyone knows. Like we're people are taking our fucking coaches. People know how hard we play on defense. That right? is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like we like. The fact that our players play so hard at defense takes away, obviously, from their, I think, in my opinion, like their offensive potential on the other side, right? It's taxing on the body to play so hard on D and then have to go out and score 30 points per game, right? And I feel like we're never going to get that type of love. Obviously, if we had a star player that would average over 25, sure, he gets in there. But, like, I don't know, I feel like, yo, like, the All-Star game is, is changing. And we, we liked watching last year because there was some actual defense being played. It was competitive. So... Either Van Vliet, Lowry, or Siakam, one of those guys should have gotten in. That's just my opinion. No bias. I agree. Like, honestly, no bias. I agree. I, I, I mostly agree, but I think the All-Star game is more than the game itself. Because remember, players get paid a certain contract depending on mm. if they make this or not. There's a bigger responsibility on, on voters, on who they put in. I'm not particularly mad that the Raptors didn't get one because of how majority of the season was played. Like, like Siakam was literally getting clowned on. So people mm-hmm. remember that, and for that reason, they won't vote for him. We shit on Siakam for a long time, right? Yeah, I can't. I, I can't even. I don't even think Siakam deserved to be in that combo. Maybe yeah, Lowry like J- and Jalen Brown has been fucking awesome all season. So I can't. I can't yeah. sit here and say Siakam deserved it or Kyler deserved it over Jalen Brown. Uh, th- there's some guys, but I, I'm not so mad at that. But I think there's there's a responsibility on these voters to get the right guy in because there's so much on the line. Like Sabonis, had he not got in, gotten in, that's an All Star game that. He's never had before. He could have had in that part of contract negotiations and super max deals and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's it's an important thing. People think it's not that important. It actually is. It, it is really important. Yeah, I mean, uh, like to your point, even Sabonis. Now that he got named All Star, he got like a one point four million bonus. I think I read. Exactly. So that's uh, yeah. That's a lot of money, man. Freddie would have gotten the bag too, but I guess not. He's not the money. Next boy. year. Next year, man. No, but but Sal, could you tell us who who has the total most right? Like, who, who's not... Who, okay, like go fuck us. yourself. <laughs> okay. No, rank us, no, rank no, us, no. bro. Look, 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 look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, in the West... In the West... Um, yeah. Okay. Nash really fucked himself. Four out of seven. Only 57%. Uh, it is what it is. But in the East, he actually got five out of seven. Right? 71%. Oh, okay. So he kind of, kind of, you know, redeemed himself there. Um, and he ended up with total points of nine out of 14. So it's, it's, not bad. it's not bad. It's not bad. He got most of them right. So, Arvin, yeah. you got seven out of seven in the West. That was a big one, right? Spot on. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, you, you, I think you had the right picks. So I, I'm going to concede to you. I think, you know, I'm not mad at everything that's happened. No snubs, nothing. So you got seven out of seven. Nice big 100%. 
But in the East, you didn't do so well. Obviously, the Sabonis yeah. snub really hurt. The Trey Young pick really hurt. And, and you know, Adebayo was, a, I think, the the biggest surprise out of those three, I think. And not, not the biggest surprise, but I think he's another one that was a really good pick that neither National had thought about. And uh, you missed out on that one. But you finished with uh, 11 of 14, which is pretty fucking solid. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for me, obviously with the West, I I, I, I made one mistake there. I went with DeRozan, maybe because I just really wanted this for him. I, w- I wanted yeah. this for him. Men's was graded like 80-something by Bleacher Report, I think, by the start, or ESPN. Disrespectful F, bro. Oh. So, yeah, so man. It would have been so good to kind of spit in their face and say, look, I'm a fucking all-star. I'm the top 20 player in the league, not not top 80, you know? So I, I, just, I just really wanted it for him, but I missed out on that one. So I got six out of seven on the West, and I got five out of seven on the East. So I also got 11 out of 14. So Ooh. look, 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 look. Let me summarize this, right? I don't know who won. But all I know is we have one loser, and that's Nash. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's give it up. <laughs> hey, Nash, uh, you owe us yeah. Uber Eats gift cards. I'll be waiting. I'm actually hungry. All right, right go now, fuck so yourself. Right, yo, hey, that <laughs> Szechuan chicken from McDonald's for me, please. Thank you. Bro, you, you, yeah. Uh, you guys got to break your tiebreaker. You got to figure something we, out. We got like, to figure wins. something out. Who's, who's okay. the All-Star Game MVP? Ooh. Next week, next week, next week, next week, next week. All right, next week. All right, that's fair. And then, yo, we should put actually an Uber Eats gift card on the line. Alright, I'm down. Okay, so so whoever wins gets Nash's yeah. Uber Eats gift card. Yeah, Nash has okay. to give us an Uber Eats gift card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, like I, I don't, yeah. I don't have a vote. I'll have, a, I'll have a sympathy vote. No, we don't care. Right, <laughs> fuck you. Just, just letting people know, I, I picked the, I got the All Star Game MVP right last year, which was okay. Kawhi. You were gonna pick Ka- you. It wasn't because you correctly predicted it. You were gonna pick Kawhi no matter what. And I'm gonna Yo. pick him again this year, motherfucker. <laughs> bro, bro. Okay, no. How about this? How about this, Nash? We're yeah. all, we're, each of us, we're going to pick the All-Star Game MVP, right? Nash, yeah, okay. if you get it right, we have to buy you an Uber, Uber gift card. But if you get it wrong, if you yeah. get it wrong, you have, to buy, you have to buy each of us an Uber I like gift it. card. So, all right, so this is fair. your get-out-of-jail-free card. This is your get-out-of-jail-free card. Done. Done. I'll okay. do some research. So, Most yeah. likely picking Kawhi, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, anyways, we're going to wrap up the episode here. If you guys like what you heard you can follow us on instagram at three man zone uh you can subscribe to the podcast on it's on spotify apple music and also you can follow us on twitter at three man zone uh thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week